It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Man. And we have a special guest filling in for Mr. Mantis. Michael Balazzo is away today in the UK visiting a friend. And we have, <laughs> we have a special guest, hilarious stand-up comedian and also longtime good pal, good buddy, the hilarious Tom Henry is with us today. Hey, guys. Tom, this is really exciting to have you. You were on our first live show. You played Johnny Depp and uh, did a really good Johnny Depp. Yes, Thanks. people, you're listening to that guy who did mm. the perfect, hilarious Johnny Depp impression you've ever heard in your freaking life. Man. I got a lot of feedback after that women were a gaga. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's the, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast, mm -hmm. ultimately. Is, and you and I were talking just before, too, about women rule. Girls aren't, aren't like, you know. <laughs> we were talking about men who choose younger women yeah. consistently to nothing, Nothing too personal. Just Tom and I agree. Our personal opinion, I don't know where James stands on this, <laughs> but our personal opinion is. Women rule. We don't want to. Uh, so you guys think date li girls, younger. I see. You guys. You were saying you were thinking that when like an women older guy dates a much much younger woman, it's kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It's not. That's not. That's not how I would do it. it sort of says mm. something about the man. Yeah. Nothing against the younger woman. No. No. Exactly. But it's we're diving right into it. No, I love it. Well, well Chris was saying it's a certain man who wants to explain the world to someone <laughs> constantly yeah i think i yeah i want women like older mature women to explain the world to me while they cradle <laughs> me in their arms and i'm the little guy <laughs> to be honest i think sometimes if you're an older guy with a with a younger woman the, the people think like if he that guy was dating a woman his own age the, the woman would be like get your shit together and then when it's yeah. with a much younger woman that that woman doesn't because she Wow, your shit not being together is so wild and <laughs> awesome. You're a poet. Yeah, it's so attractive how you didn't clean up a piece of shit off of the toilet bowl. Yeah, but Tom is an old 
dear friend of ours, funniest guy, <laughs> and uh, his stand-up cra- special is out on Crave called 66 Jokes, mm-hmm. and Check it's it killer. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most popular clicked-on Crave stand-up specials. Yeah. You won't see the place to click it. You have to go to the search bar and put my name in. <laughs> yeah, same <laughs> with usually, me, and mine just came out. It's really hard on so, Crave. If you're using a remote control, you have to... We're so, Canadian. So Two Canadians have Crave specials, <laughs> and we've already been buried in the algorithm of So if I turn HBO on Crave, it won't Crave. be in the scroller or anything. No. And it's even once you put find. my name in, they'll show you Nick Kroll's new special. <laughs> That's <laughs> so kind of them. <laughs> It's it's really like honestly, it's really lovely to constantly feel like we're being crushed by like a Morton pestle in this <laughs> fucking comedy industry in Canada. It's delightful. We work hard though; it builds us up. We're we're strong well, guys. Canadians are modest, and we're, Crave is probably just modest because they made these specials, but they don't want to brag about it. They want to <laughs> keep it under the radar. That's hundred. Yeah, yeah. They're shy. Crave is shy. <laughs> Yeah. Bell is People shy. Think Crave is rude, but it's just shy. Yeah, that's why they Awkward. don't set up any interviews for you or <laughs> tell you when your special is coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get you on uh, the View. Was that the one? No, what's the one? The Canadian one. Oh. Social. I wanted to get you on the social, but I was nervous. I didn't know how to, how to ask you. <laughs> I'm shy. I didn't think it was polite to ask them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to be like that guy <laughs> who asks for stuff. <laughs> um, I had a kind of a, a, a not cool interaction I could tell you guys about. Nice. I don't know if it's yeah. a full James zone, but... I uh, I forget how the James Zone intro goes. Anyways, mm, James okay. Zone, James Zone, something like that. James um, Zone. <laughs> so when I talk to people I don't know, I usually just tr- I, I try to keep it all business, you know, mm. because I find if I try to make like if I try to chat with someone I don't know really, I just feel like I get awkward. What are the ways that it would get awkward if you did try to? Well, I just think I try. If I try to joke with someone I don't know well, they don't understand it, or I do a bad job, and then it's just a bad interaction. Right. I so I was in my vestibule in my building, and what the fuck? And I was opening the door. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we were just in our vestibules as well. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm opening the door to go in, and then there's a young lady. Behind me. Right. Which we all agree we're not into. Not interested. Absolute shit woman. Tell me, come back when you got a story about a woman. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So uh, she's like trying to figure out the intercom for someone to buzz her in. Yeah. And I go, uh, ah, just come in. You know, I was opening the door anyway. I go, just come on in. And um, for some reason that day I was feeling confident and like feeling like I could you know when you're just overconfident in certain days, I guess. So she walks in and I walk ahead of her and then I, I think, I'm going to say this. And I <laughs> turned around and I went, I'm sure you're not a murderer. Oh. And then she didn't say anything. So then I kept walking and then I hear her go like, uh, I hope not. <laughs> and then I, and then huh. I turned around and I went, I'm just kidding. And then she didn't say anything. And That's then I, really awkward. Yeah. You should have... Okay, Okay. sorry. And finish. then I felt like, to prove I wasn't weird, 
I go, Too late. do you need any help finding what room you're looking for? <laughs> Are you fucking no. nuts? <laughs> and then she said, no, it's okay. And then I left. Hmm. So it's, you know it's not saying it's the funniest story it's of like all you time. Tripped but it's and then tried to catch yourself, yeah. but kept stumbling. Yeah. Here's the thing that I would have done if I were you, not me, because I would have been way smoother than you. <laughs> but uh, you had to go back right up close to her and grab both of her shoulders <laughs> and say, please understand. I didn't mean any harm with that stupid <laughs> joke. And then sort of shake her a little bit. Yeah. So it really sinks in. So she trusts you deeply. And that- then say, by the way, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> are you coming to my place? <laughs> Do you need any help finding my place? (laughs) (laughs) It happens. We're comedians. We have a dark sense of humor naturally. Mm. A a lot of the regos don't live there naturally and daily like we do. It was an accident. You stumbled. She didn't get where you were coming from. You know what? It does. Can I'll tell you one? Yeah, please. On a fruit market on Bloor near where i used to live it was a it's a really sweet old uh asian couple that run the fruit market Uh, their english isn't so good so maybe like a dry wit like from from my my (laughs) style wouldn't you know land and land and and it's totally reasonable i should have considered that because it's busy there they're just doing business right yeah so i'm buying some vegetables and some fruit and then a car accident happens right outside and to the older lady i go that car accident happened because they can't believe the price of your fresh produce (laughs) did you really say i fucking said that (laughs) to this old lady who doesn't give a fuck about me at all and just wants like 3.99 for some brussels sprouts you know what i'm saying yeah that's pretty good and she was like huh (laughs) and i was like get me out of here so it's kind of the same that's pretty good once when yeah. I uh, was at a, I was younger and I went to the movies, I think, no, wait, I, I was in like a convenience store, I think, and a guy was working there and I don't know what I was thinking. I had this impulse to make a joke. He said, you know, do you want anything else? And he had porn magazines behind him and I had an impulse to say as a joke, like, I'll take one of those nasty porn magazines <laughs> and I thought he would laugh and I said it and he didn't at all. And I was like, oh, I'm just kidding. It was brutal. Yeah, but it's brutal. not funny because yeah, men do go really in do there it. and buy them. <laughs> and that's right. how they order them. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get uh, that nasty one over there. <laughs> you know, Tom, I'm not surprised you don't have a story of this kind, really, because Tom is very smooth, mm-hmm. I noticed. Very rare yeah. have I seen Tom in an awkward interaction. Yeah. Like that he's the one being awkward. It's weird because Almost yeah, in the beginning I introduced him as like funniest friend all this stuff Mm. it's comedy special um but he's actually more known for being like a smooth operator oh yeah oh smoothest not a big creep not in a creep way not in a creepy way just like smoothest friend more known for that than being a funny comedian yes (laughs) you know him uh you know him as a smooth guy he's also a comedian let's hear it for tom henry yeah there's going to be people listening to this going, I met that guy. He's not cool. <laughs> but he was smooth. <laughs> Tom, you were... He's really creepy. You were just in... No, uh, no. Like Mike, you were just in England, too. You were over traveling and in London. Yeah, I say was. anything awkward to a stranger there? <laughs> Let me think about that. 
I met a guy after one of my shows who was being really nice about my comedy. Mm-hmm. And we talked at the bar where the show was for probably two or three hours. It was really nice. Mm. Um, and I had just been reading a book about Orson Welles. And his name was Orson. Wow. So I thought, like, this is meant to be somehow or something. Mm. I bet you it was Orson Welles, like, ma- materialized. And then just for your sake, to to connect with you and then no one else saw him well as i tell the rest of the story i came to think he was sort of a ghost demon sent to destroy me holy shit because so we're having a good time he's drinking triple um brandies or something wow yeah and then the triple brandies yeah sounds like you met oliver reed (laughs) (laughs) and then the pub was closing as they do like around midnight or something and he said, come on, I know this other spot. And he said, we'll have a proper tear-up. What yeah. were you drinking while he was doing triple brandies? I had some Guinness, and then I switched to maybe Jameson's on the rocks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Uh, so Good then we went to this other place, which was kind of shitty. And then he sort of instantly got nasty. Ooh. After being so nice for a few hours. I guess it was the triple brandies. Yeah. And then he called me ugly. I think he was kind of just sort of joking, like, ha you ugly guy. Tom, but, that's crazy. You're a hot guy. <clears throat> Thank you, James. Smooth, hot, funny. Yeah. But yeah, this guy's drinking triple brandies all night. I'm not surprised he acted like a That's a lot of sugar idiot. in the bloodstream. Oh. Yeah. That's going to spike you. You're going to feel weird, man. So I could have probably let it go, but then it bothered me that he said that. So I tried to get him to take it back. <laughs> I love this. this is the, yeah, I love this. And uh, he wouldn't. Anyway, he started saying specific things that I had been insecure about as a young man. Jesus yeah, Christ. So that I hadn't right. worried about for a long time. He's a oh. demon materialized. That's what I thought. Because I thought he's saying the exact things. And also, even if he's wrong, the fact that he's saying them means they're there. But he did text me the next day and apologize. Oh, yeah, that's nice. We had exchanged numbers at some point. <laughs> wow. Well, that's I actually appreciate that. I've never met someone who makes friends as easily as you do. I have a bad habit of making friends with like the f- biggest freak at a place <laughs> and then being really curious about them and wanting to continue the night even though i know it's probably not going to go very well mm. i think that's okay i think that's kind of cool it's, and interesting are you still friends with that taxi driver you made friends with in a taxi he was an uber driver uber driver no he moved back to nigeria okay <laughs> because He's of actually, your relationship yeah actually <laughs> He actually did start asking me for money on Instagram. Oh, no, actually? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, because I remember thinking, like, how, that Tom, he made friends with his Uber driver, and now they're hanging out occasionally. That's hilarious. He was really cool. He came to my birthday party. Wow. He was very handsome, suave, good singer. Can I say something? Um, I really admire this about you. It's a very literary type of life. You go out and have drinks like Bukowski, yeah, and meet strangers and go with them wherever they say to to learn about them and go on adventures. It's a very romantic life. I think those guys, though, like Bukowski or Hemingway, were probably more self-assured and not as sensitive and wouldn't get derailed for a month when a man calls them ugly. I've heard weird contrary things about Hemingway, about his manliness. Right. But he probably would sock the guy... Back then, they, everybody socked each other one. Well, it did feel a bit like there might be some socking in England because they 
do that kind of thing. It is. Yeah. There's a different energy on a Friday or Saturday night over there walking around. It yeah. does feel like it would be really easy to get in a fight. You don't think that here walking around. You're not like, oh, if, I mean, I could with minimal effort just get into a fight if I wanted to. Yeah, I think it's part of a good night for some men. Mm. You maybe get with a woman and fight with a man. Well, Chris, I think yeah. you you do that. Like after you make love mm-hmm. in your house, you don't you you were saying you go out and look for a fight just to get both ends of the spectrum. I have t- way too much pent up energy, so yeah, I'm not in either a fuck or a fight. I'm a both. <laughs> so you do both to, to both. Um, sometimes I'll go out. Yeah, in both I go out in my boxers. <laughs> if I'm about to fuck, you see me in my boxers. If I'm right. about to fight, I'm in my boxers. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I just go full on. I get lubed up. <laughs> right. For both. So take my you- boxers off. Put oil all over myself. Right. Put a condom on. Yeah, for both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when you're nude and fighting a dude, yeah. Yeah. It might slip in. Oh, remember Eastern Promises? Did it slip in in that? I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe it did briefly. So speaking of nude men fighting on film, yeah. Eastern Promises did it excellent. I just watched The Northman recently, the, the mm-hmm. Robert Eggers uh, film. You know, the guy who did Lighthouse and yep. Witch? It's beautiful looking, but it's pretty basic. It's not that good. But mm. there's a nude fight at the end. Uh, whatever, spoiler. And uh, it's done in shadow a lot. Mm. Whereas like Cronenberg's Eastern Promises, they got right down to it, right? Oh, yeah. They fight in the oh, sauna. Oh, yeah, they're just the in a sauna and you see their... Dinks. And you know the famous around. first naked male fight. Women in Love with Oliver Reed yeah. and Alan Bates. Yeah. I have That's the first naked Blu-ray. male it fight. It was the on first frontal male nudity in a real movie. I really? Guess. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. I think both well, Tom Oliver, and I admire Oliver Reed. It was Oliver Reed? Mm-hmm. And Alan Bates, another British actor who Whoa. was playing the D.H. Lawrence esque type character. And I just read that they both got to set to do it and yeah. didn't want to do it. They were nervous. And then the next day. They came back and did it, apparently because they had been out drinking that night. They chugged a bottle of vodka each or something like that. And then they were peeing next to each other and realized that neither of them were going to be embarrassed by the other one. That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, their dicks were similar size. But it's beautiful because it's based on, obviously, Women in Love by D.H. Lawrence, who was like kind of like a closeted bisexual or even maybe fully homosexual. And then... Ken Russell directed it in front of this ginormous fireplace and it's burning like huge flames and they're on this carpet and uh, yeah, they start fighting and it really does, it's supposed to like be super homoerotic and it really is with these giant flames behind them. It's pretty epic. Interesting. Yeah. That would be funny if you knew you had this nude scene with another guy. I would guy. say that scene maybe beats Eastern Promises, but the tension in the Eastern Promises fight scene is beautiful. Mm. It's what weird, we're... like I've seen, it's weird when you see dicks in movies and the pubes, the bush of the pubes is longer than the flaccid <laughs> penis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And then it just looks like a little like uh, gnome's nose sticking out of a, <laughs> a bush or something. Yeah. They always talk about, you know, the 70s being a bush, big bush time. Maybe it was for men as well. You know what's so stupid about that, which always pisses me off? Is people are always like, oh, look, you have a big bush. That's like the 70s. It's like, how about that's like 
from the beginning of time <laughs> until the 90s, you idiot. Is that what you say when people say this to you? I will now. <laughs> yeah. No, I trim a bit. But, right? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why is it the 70s? It's That's only in point. the 90s everyone started acting insane. Yeah. With pubes. I guess, like, in Dangerous Liaisons, they weren't. Yeah, they were like, oh, look at your bush. It's like the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 200 years from now. (laughs) Yeah, 200 years from now, your bush will really fit in. Very futuristic. (laughs) (laughs) Beep, beep. (laughs) Before we get to our topic this week, we would love it if you checked out our Patreon at patreon.com slash evilmen. And if you sign up, For our Patreon, for just a few dollars a month, you get two bonus episodes every month. Uh, We just recorded one with Tom where Chris, Tom, and I debate which famous men we find handsome. Um, You also get access to our Discord where Chris and I are in there chatting with people. I've just posted way too many things about Love is Blind Season 3. Uh, Bartis, Nancy is too good for you, and that's all there is to it. And if you can't join the Patreon, maybe you could go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate and review us, because that would help us out too. Thank you. Also, one more thing before we move on. We do have a message from a sponsor. Folks, do you struggle with your energy levels throughout the day? Probably. Is coffee not cutting it for you? Well, Mike, Chris, and I got sent samples of something called Magic Mind. Now, you're supposed to take Magic Mind in the morning to get a clear head and have an energy boost. So I have been taking it the last few days, and you know what? It has improved my mornings. I have noticed that it benefited my energy levels and my concentration, and I've been able to cut back on caffeine as a result, which is pretty nice. Um, Mike usually edits the podcast, but he's away, so I'm editing this one. And you know what? Magic Mind helped me. Help me focus. Uh, Magic Mind is made from matcha and various other nootropics. It tastes good. So if you are interested, I have a 20% off code to share with you guys. Just go to magicmind.co slash evil and enter the code evil20 at checkout. That's evil two zero. There is a money-back guarantee, so don't worry about that. And if you get the subscription, it's 40% off with that code. That 40% off code only lasts for 10 days, though. So check it out. Okay, so now it's time for our topic today. Tom, you chose this week's guy. Who did you choose? Well, I feel like the sort of... uh masculine conversation we've been having will lead in well to this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a bit of a sex symbol. Mm-hmm. It's none other than William Marr, Bill Marr. Okay. Oh yeah, big tough guy. Do you guys think you can do a Bill Marr impression? New rule. That's pretty good. New rule. <laughs> New rule. Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like... New rule. The next time you want to complain about something, don't. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. Make up a new rule Mm, on the spot, Don't be Muslim, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, like... I I just want to say where I stand on Bill Maher is... You guys have probably way more ammunition on this one because I genuinely can't watch him. 
he makes me feel so uncomfortable and he's so repulsive and wretched and awkward and he has no what you don't like his slick back gray hair and oh and he's so he has no chemistry with his guests he's not a good interviewer it's just he's so lucky i think he's one of the luckiest guys in showbiz to have well, I think for all the, the reasons you just said, I can't stop watching him. <laughs> I know. And you guys are good. And even James just shouted out Love is Blind in the Patreon shout out. Uh, I can't watch that stuff. The uncomfortable, oh. awkward shit. Yeah. We're more We're, into cringe than you. Yeah. yeah. Cringe actually makes me cringe too hard. Mm. How do you feel when you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh, Larry, how'd you get in this mess again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> So, uh, Bill was born in uh, 1956 in New York City. Boomer. Yes. So, what does that make him? 65-ish? I think he's 67. It's actually younger than I thought. Um, Bill was raised Catholic, Irish father, and didn't realize until his teens that his mother was Jewish. Um, At 13... uh, New rule. (laughs) I'm Jewish, okay? <laughs> New rule. If you don't find out until you're 13 that your mother's Jewish, you're Jewish. <laughs> you're not Jewish, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. And the Muslim thing I said earlier, I only made no, him I say that. I, yeah. I bring that up. He, he did anti-Muslim stuff like all during the fucking... Yeah. Yes. Invasions I, of Afghanistan and everything. Like a fucking asshole. That's right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Just wanted to clarify why I said that, not him. Yep. Yeah. You mean he said that, not he you. He said that, but oh. you live it. Your clarification just clouded things up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at 13, Bill's father stopped taking Bill to church over a disagreement with the church's views on birth control. Okay. <laughs> new rule. No more church, son. <laughs> yeah, his dad also had new rules. <laughs> Just a whole family that looks like Alf and talks like that at the dinner table. That's another thing. I always thought Bill Maher looks exactly like Alf. He does. <laughs> he looks like flesh-toned Alf. And I mean like white flesh-toned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, new rule. Grandma, do you want to sit down for dinner? <laughs> new rule, grandson. No. <laughs> Look. If you're not going to pass the mashed potatoes, (laughs) then maybe you shouldn't even be at a Thanksgiving dinner. (laughs) New rule, son. Your mother's leaving us. (laughs) New rule, husband. (laughs) Goodbye. New rule, wife. I'm going to (laughs) come. family of the smartest people on the planet (laughs) (laughs) oh it's so ugly i can't stand it Uh, so okay so let's get into this sorry right so maybe that's that's the origin of bill sort of being anti-religion i guess he stopped going to church in his teens um bill went to cornell good college and he double majored in history and english Hmm. um now uh do you guys know this, that Bill uh, is an enthusiast of um, a weed? Really? Oh, wait, I take back everything I just said. <laughs> He's really cool now. Uh, Bill has said, quote, selling pot. 
allowed me to get through college and make enough money to start off in comedy. <laughs> so he <Okay>. sold. Po- <laughs> so doesn't he say okay a lot like that? If he doesn't, he he should. He should. Yeah, just, it just feels right. It. Yeah, I think he does say yeah. okay. 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 Look, if you haven't seen Religulous, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about being religious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he sold pot. He was a drug dealer. Hmm. Hmm. Unreal. So uh, Bill uh, decided around this time to become a comedian, a uh, stand-up comedian. And in the late 70s, he was in New York doing stand-up. I have to admit, when I was a kid, I loved the movie DC Cab. And he had a small character role in DC Cab. What is DC Cab? It's a movie starring like Mr. T and Gary Busey where they're all cab drivers. No way. It's really good. That sounds good. And and the, and I think the Barbarian Brother twins or something like it's really good. What's Bill's part? Just a you know, a sassy <laughs> cab driver. New rule fair at 6th uh, <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Is uh was there like a it was the premise of this movie with Mr. T as a cab driver like surely more happened like did they terrorists come to take over the city or something like well i watched it a lot when i was a kid but not as an adult so i don't remember like specific plot points except for like a girl changes in someone's cab so you see her boobies (laughs) and there's a real big action scene at the end that takes place at a drive-in movie theater in a barn it's really good (laughs) i highly recommend it and bill maher's in it very nice (laughs) that's five minutes of political stand-up in the middle of the movie um so in 82, Bill got on Carson and Letterman. Can I just say that you mentioned the political stuff? Mm. Even when I've watched... So when did the one... Did that come out in the 90s when he had the different guests on? They, yeah, Politically Incorrect started in the so early 90s. So even from Politically Incorrect onwards, and whenever I've dipped into any of his shows, it doesn't even seem like he's politically savvy ever. Does that make sense to you guys? I, I think he... I think he's... I think he can. He, he might be. His opinions might be annoying, but I think he's up to date on stuff. I don't know. Do you think, Tom? I think okay. he's like tuned in. Yeah, yeah. He might be out of touch, but he knows. Like, yeah. He's, okay. He reads the newspaper. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Um. So <laughs> sorry to shoot down your thing. It would have been easier just to agree. No, no. It's um, good for you because I'm. I'm like. Yeah, yeah. I avoid him. As Bill Maher would say, it's important for us to disagree. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's wiser than me by a long stretch. Yeah, he is wise. Um, so like you said, Chris, Bill did acting. He wasn't just a one-trick pony. He could act. He appeared on Max Headroom, which is weird. Nice. He appeared on Newhart, and he appeared on Murder, She Wrote twice. Oh, as two different characters? I don't know. They loved his character so much the first time. Yeah. Angela well, they thought Lansbury. he was Alf. <laughs> Angela Lansbury requested he come back because she just loved his performance. She was like, we have to get a, a mystery where Alf is involved. <laughs> <laughs> and they tricked her and showed her Bill Maher. <clears throat> um, and yeah, like you said, Chris, he was in a bunch of movies in the 80s. He was in a movie called Rat Boy, <laughs> a movie called Pizza Man, and a movie called Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death, which I've actually seen part of because mm. I, I was on vacation in the States with my family and on Comedy Central, they were playing that for some reason. Um, do you want to know the plot of Pizza Man? <clears throat> yes, please. And I do recommend if you Google Bill Maher Pizza Man, it's a really annoying um, movie poster of him as a pizza man. Uh, the, the plot of Pizza Man is 
Elmo Bun is an L.A. pizza delivery man with a reputation for never having delivered a cold pizza or being stiffed on a bill. When a call comes into his shop for an extra large with sausage and anchovies to go to a dangerous part of East Hollywood, Elmo knows he's in for trouble. Elmo? Yeah. <laughs> the L.A. Times said, quote, Mar is a hairy-chested macho guy with a great sense of humor. <laughs> oh. I, there, I'm sure he has sex. His character has sex with a woman in that. Must, must happen. Uh, probably by the end. Pro- or probably in like, I could see, I don't haven't, I have not seen it, but I could see in the opening scene or something like, Thanks. Ding dong, pizza's here. Thanks for the roll in the hay, but you still have to pay for this pizza. <laughs> Maybe yes. he delivers a pizza with his dick sticking out of the middle of it. Oh. You know, like... Did you order dick in the middle pizza? Dickaroni. <laughs> yeah, it's got cheese, sauce, and dickaroni. <laughs> and extra sausage. Okay. <laughs> now okay. he's the guy from South Park. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. I get um, those two mixed up. Yeah. So he was also in this cannibal women in the avocado jungle. Which you saw. With the, which I saw some with of when I was a kid. your family and you loved it. No, no. I watched it alone. I would say, from my memory, it did have the quality of a softcore porn movie, I would mm. say. Um, the plot is that... Um, oh, it also starred famous Canadian actress Shannon Tweed. Remember oh, her? Oh, baby. I loved Shannon Tweed. Gene Simmons' wife. Hmm. Um, she, she's nice, eh? Oh, love her. Um, this this film was a spoof of Heart of Darkness, so pretty pretty heavy stuff. Um, it was a send up of many pop culture motifs and also uh, a send up of societal trends, including feminism. Oh yeah, trends, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, so in this movie, the the government is worried about the nation's avocado supply after they discover discover a tribe of cannibal women who live in the mysterious avocado jungle that ritually sacrifice and eat men. Kind of feels like a little on the nose here. Mm-hmm. A, a feminist studies professor, played by Shannon Tweed, who I'm sure does look like your standard feminist studies professor, mm-hmm. um, attempts to contact these women and in, in tries to get them to move to a condo in Malibu. Along the way, she meets a male chauvinist guide, Bill Maher. Uh, and in the end, it all works out, and Bill Maher ends up marrying a ditzy undergrad named Bunny. Nice. Yeah. So, it you know, it sounds like uh, a decent movie night option. <laughs> <laughs> they should remake that now, but with avocado toast. Oh, oh, yes. Maybe while you're fighting for all your <laughs> feminist rights, you can also... Enjoy a piece of avocado toast. <laughs> Is he misogynist on his show too? Chauvinist? He's an old school man. Right. He's right. a classic. He thinks men should be men. Anytime. Because women should be mi- women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's and he said some weird. Has he said transphobic stuff? Somewhat. Yes. Yeah. Because I feel like the only instances I see him. Are clips out of context on Twitter that people have posted, but it does seem out of touch every fucking time. Oh yeah, like he seems like he would have the John Cleese take on everything. Yes. Same as John Cleese. Yeah. yeah, like I think he probably still identifies as a liberal, <clears throat> but you know, it's in that old guy way where there's some stuff he's, he feels very out of touch on. 
Well, he says, I stayed liberal. Everybody else went nuts. <laughs> um, so after his movie career, Bill got a TV show. Wait. Yeah. Why after? It didn't keep going? Why not? Somehow in, after these movies, yeah, he did not seem to really be in any more movies. He reached the top. <laughs> <laughs> he went, on, went to conquer yeah, TV. Yeah, exactly. Did that. Yeah. yeah. Been there, done that. Ben yeah. Elmo Bun. <laughs> I played Elmo Bun. I don't think I need to do any more movies. <laughs> You're looking at Pizza Man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, in 1993, Bill got his own TV show, Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher, that ran to 2002, first on Comedy Central, then on ABC. I remember this show pretty well. Me I too. think. I think at the time, he was considered quite left. Hmm. Like, controversially so, I think. Um, yeah, that show seemed to be a bit more, like, mo- yeah, modern for its time. Like, he was a bit... It, it was like him moderating with, like, usually two celebrities and two, like, intellectuals. And- so, uh, the show was successful and won a lot of Emmys. <clears throat> um, he did say some controversial things on the show. Okay, here we go. He had to apologize after he compared his dogs to mentally handicapped children, and he did use the R word. Wow. Um, That was cool back then, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about era of the Fairly Brothers movies. (laughs) (laughs) Like, those are really crazy to watch now. Cameron Diaz's brother, and there's something about Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, the main thing that got him in trouble on uh, Politically Incorrect is after 9-11, when he said that the terrorists weren't cowards, he said, quote, We have been the cowards, lobbing cruise missiles from 2,000 miles away. That's cowardly. Staying in the airplane when it hits the building. Say what you want about it. Not cowardly. Right, because that's exactly something Pizza Man would have done. <laughs> you know, if chest. Pizza Man had been on that plane, he would have flown it right into the World Trade Center. Well, the funny thing is, is when the first plane hit, you can hear someone yelling, Pizza! <laughs> pizza! Someone order a pizza! <laughs> Elmo, no! <laughs> Elmo, you're too hairy and brave! <laughs> You know, over 100 pizza men died in my 9-11. Nobody talks about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, pizza men delivering pizzas to the firefighters get rubble dropped on them. <laughs> That's a really funny premise for a movie of pizza man delivering pizzas to... Firefighters, 9/11, starring Nicholas Cage and John Cusack as pizza men that have to get into Ground Zero. Okay, and John Stewart has to lobby for all the pizza men who got cancer. Yeah, and like a pizza man's son grows up to have sex with all the hottest <laughs> women on the planet. <laughs> My dad was a pizza man who died in 9 <laughs> Now I'm fucking every woman that's ever been in a magazine. 
The hot new SNL member, Pete Bunn. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Man. <laughs> Pete Man, son of Pizza Man. <laughs> Elmo Jr. <laughs> they call me Tickle Me Elmo. <laughs> okay. But I want to be tickled in a different place. Yeah. So, <laughs> staying on an airplane as it crashes into the tallest building ever, that's brave. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? New rule. If you're going to crash a plane into a building, die in it as well. I'm not saying it's smart. I'm saying it's brave as hell. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> My dogs are like mentally challenged children, okay? What? Why'd the lights get turned off on my TV show? <laughs> what a fucking dork. <laughs> oh, my God. So, no, he's cool. He's cool. Um, after his 9-11 comment, cool. a bunch of uh, ABC affiliates dropped the show, and Sears and FedEx pulled their sponsorship. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Bill... <laughs> Bill tried to save the situation by saying he wasn't anti-military in any way, but it was too late. The show got canceled. That was the end of Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher. Ouch. Another victim of 9-11. A year later, though, uh, Bill got right back on the horse. A year later, he went to HBO and started Real Time with Bill Maher, and that show is still on to this very day. Thank heavens. Yeah, 20 years almost. If you haven't seen it, it's a similar kind of show. Panelists discussing current events, except there's some bits and some of Bill's stand-up that even he must think is getting a little tired sometimes if you watch the show. They're very, uh, you know, Cheeto-in-chief kind of jokes. They're not... The monologue? uh, Yeah. 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 It'll be like, California just legalized marijuana, which is good news for me. Yes, it's that's, that's literally the, joke? the jokes. Yeah. yeah, I like marijuana, <laughs> and yeah. I am not afraid to say it. Yeah, because yeah. I'm brave. Bold. It's a bold <laughs> stance. Who was doing the lamer jokes by the end? Right now, Bill Maher or <laughs> near the end, Jay Leno? Mm. And also, we just heard that Jay Leno got in a very dangerous fire in his garage. Yeah, like a car fire Did today. You you didn't hear about that? No. Oh, it's because you're wise and you avoid Twitter. But yeah. Twitter, you get the news blips every second. But Jay Leno I yesterday, I believe. Let's take a break and talk about another uh, evil man, hilarious comedian. <laughs> yeah, who came to height in the '80s? Yeah, you know how he's like a car fanatic. So there was like this car fire in his garage and he's got severe burns like all over himself. Trying to save the cars. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> Get away from the car. So it's like all his jeans are like stuck to his body. <laughs> oh, God. He's throwing himself on a burning car. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Did you hear this? Not the T-Bird. Did you, <laughs> did you hear this? The uh, T-Bird's up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Wait, can you do it, Tom? You're be- I feel like you do Jay Leno you, did, did, did parodies you in your act. Yeah, you hear about this? Yeah, you hear about this? The, uh, this I'm on fire. <laughs> Wait, 
No, like if he's if it's really bad. We do want to say if it is actually bad, that's sad. Oh, yeah, right. we just heard that he got burned. I don't know I the details. I really don't mean to go too dark about that. It I might thought be. we were off uh, recording right now. No, man. Okay. Well, we could edit it if you're scared. and I am, nope. kind of. but I'm brave like the 9-11 attackers. Well, Gilbert... <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey got canceled for a 9-11 joke, too, and he was fucking... What, what, what did he Godfrey's say? awesome. I don't remember that. I forget what it was. No, yeah. he got canceled because didn't he make a joke about the tsunami in Japan? Okay, so it does sound like... One, we did some like Google searching. It does sound like Jay Leno got... Why did I laugh? Okay. <laughs> Okay, we did do some Google searching just to double check. It does sound like Jay Leno got burnt pretty freaking bad. So we're scared about that. We hope he's it's not that bad. Right. We hope it's okay. And I also found out the joke that got Gilbert Gottfried, actual brave, actually funny comedian canceled after 9-11. Let's see. He said, uh, <clears throat> I have to catch a flight to California. I can't get a direct flight. They said they have to stop at the Empire State Building first. That's what got him in trouble? And there were gasps mixed in with scattered laughter. But he talks like So he this. still got some laughs. He talks like this. I had to get a flight to California. I just right? didn't want to put that much energy no, into I it, hear but you, you I did hear it you. way better, yeah. It has to stop at the Empire State Building first. <laughs> I'm the parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> No, you did a really good job. Oh, thanks. But wow, how mild that joke is now. Yeah, well, it was a, it was that a, was a, it was a touchy time. That was it a was touchy time. Raw. It, you really for years it was raw. It was also like um, things became very patriotic in America for everyone. Like there was no kind of cynicism about no. anything. It was uh, intense. Yeah, it allowed really did no cynicism like, allowed. I think it's what broke Dennis Miller once and for all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and he was like, I'm never going to make jokes about the president. Nothing. And then also, yeah, yeah. James Woods said we should nuke them all on a talk show or something. Did he? <laughs> and weirdly, James Woods, like, man, I can't even fucking watch Videodrome anymore. He's such a good actor. Ugh. Fuck. Mm. Yeah, like that was such a... It really did change the world completely. <clears throat> or at least north american culture it's literally pete davidson's origin story yeah yeah that makes me hate 9-11 <laughs> even more <laughs> beep beep <laughs> as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Beep, beep. <laughs> so, so Hope Jay Leno's okay. Yep. Yeah. R.I.P. Gilbert Gottfried. Yep. Now let's go back. Affleck. Now let's go back to talking about this comedian that can't hold a candle to either of them. People are going to be joking about Leno, though, right? I mean, the fact that it's, it was his cars that did it. I know. The it's irony. crazy. The thing he loved it's the like most. supervillain origin story. Doesn't he have four million cars? I think that garage no is friends. like the size of a large <laughs> airport hangar. Yeah. Who has more cars, him or Seinfeld? Leno has close to 200 cars in his collection. Jerry has 150. We just want everybody who's a comedy and car fan to know that Jay Leno has 200 cars in his garage. Well, I guess 199 now. <laughs> and Jerry Seinfeld, host of the show, Cars Having Coffee, has only 150 cars. And he's also not dating Shoshana anymore. Oh, wow. He's gone downhill. Yeah. Wow, only 150 cars. That's kind of sad. I think Leno's getting <laughs> Leno's getting reconstructive surgery to become half car. <laughs> Is he going to wear like a Phantom of the Opera mask that's made out of chrome? It's one headlight. <laughs> a headlight? <laughs> Did you hear about this? <laughs> I'm half car. <laughs> I'm a mechano man. Brum, <laughs> <laughs> brum. Oh. No, but seriously, we hope he's okay. We That's do. really fucking we scary. Do. Like, if Very I lit sad. on fire and people made jokes about it, I guess I'd understand, but damn. You'd have to understand. If you got on fire, you could understand at least a couple people are going to go, well, did you, hear, you know, Chris is on fire these days, you know? Yeah. Like, you. Well, when Richard Pryor lit himself on fire freebasing, I mean, they were ruthless. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even he, like, riffed on it forever in his, like, here and now special, I believe. It was that one. Yeah. Right. Something like that. Or live on Hollywood. But Leno's a bit more important to comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That hurt me so bad. Well, uh, shall I go back to Mr. Bill? Yes. Yes. So Bill hasn't been lit on fire yet. To the best of my knowledge, I don't think he's ever been on fire. (laughs) Um, Other than in his monologue. Although, if God is real and Bill dies, he might be on fire because that guy is very anti-religion. You're right. In 2008, Bill made a documentary called Religulous, described by Variety as a documentary that spoofs religious extremism across the world. Uh, In 2016, Marr and his friend Michael Moore announced on YouTube that they were going to make a movie called The Kings of Atheism. <laughs> I guess that didn't happen. That's a, what a bummer. It's been good. That's risky to do. I mean, to say you're an atheist? I know. <laughs> That's really crazy. It's extremely county, countercultural. <laughs> In terms of politics, you know, like we talked about, he's a bit all over the map. He, he doesn't always give himself a political label. He just says he's practical. Bill has identified as a progressive and a liberal and also someone who stands against political correctness. It was speculated that Bill might run for president in 2024, but he says he won't. Now, Tom, you know as a a Bill head that there's lots of stories about Bill's dating life. Oh, yeah. Um, Bill is always dating Playboy models, um, young women. He's never been married. I heard him once on his show say that, like, he's like, you know, we don't have a lot of vacations, but I consider the show my family, you know, which probably sucks for them. 
Because like they probably all have families and spouses at home and kids. They don't want to spend holidays with Bill. Oh Mark. God, it's a huge staff of people pretending to laugh all day, oh, every yeah. day. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Think about that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. you're right. If yeah. you're in the elevator with Bill and he cracks even any joke, you got to chuckle. How are you doing today? I like <laughs> weed. <laughs> <laughs> You're my family because I don't like marriage. <laughs> <laughs> did you smoke weed this weekend? I did. Marriage is like not smoking weed. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he did say, I heard him say that in the 90s, he was at the Playboy Mansion so much that people thought he lived there. <laughs> Well, that's not the sign of a, of a huge douche for sure. <laughs> it reminds me of the movie Black Christmas, where uh, a psycho killer lives in the attic of a female dorm at a university. <laughs> like, get out of there. Yeah, like, that sucks. Like, you could just imagine Bill Maher at the Playboy Mansion so often that People think he lives there, and imagine what that guy's getting up to. Ugh. Um, <clears throat> in 2003, he began dating a former Playboy cyber girl named Coco Johnson. Mm-hmm. A year later, she sued Mar for $9 million for pain and suffering for alleged insulting, humili- humiliating, and degrading racial comments. Whoa. Uh, her suit stated that Mar promised to marry her and father her children, support her financially, and buy her a house in Beverly Hills. Mar did deny this, saying she was trying to extort him. And for whatever it's worth, she did accuse a previous boyfriend of kidnapping, and the charges were dismissed. So I don't know. But, you know, little little blemish on Bill's record there. Mm. Um, Bill is known for dating uh, African-American women, mm-hmm. famously. Um, Bill was asked about this, and he said, quote, People say I'm into black women. Robert De Niro is into black women. I'm just into women who are real and they happen to be black. <laughs> Isn't that an obnoxious? Okay. <laughs> Thanks for setting us straight. <laughs> like <laughs> that's such that... an important distinction to make. You also kind of trying to diss Robert De Niro. Yeah, like what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> and like, I just date women who are real. I, okay. Honestly, I doubt it. <laughs> if you're a white woman, you're not real, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about some of Bill's controversies. In 2017, Bill brought on alt-right commentator Milo Yiannopoulos oh, onto his yeah. show. Milo's like a troll alt-right guy who says super offensive things to get ri- a rise out of people. Um, so people were upset that Bill gave him a platform. However... Not long after Milo appeared on Real Time, his career basically ended because an interview surfaced where he seemed to be expressing sympathy toward perpetrators of child molestation. Wait, who was? Milo Yiannopoulos. But he was just trying to be, like, controversial for the sake of it? I have no idea. I don't know. But, so Milo kind of got canceled at that point. But that had nothing to do with his appearance on Bill Maher. But Bill Maher said, quote, as I say, sunlight is the best disinfectant. You're welcome. As though he did it. You know what I mean? So, like, people were mad that Bill Maher had this guy on his show. He gets canceled for a totally different reason, and Bill's kind of taking credit. Like, uh, I told you so. You know what I mean? Like, as though he had a part. Like, he in exposed can- him. 
Exactly. No, but people were already knew who he was. Exactly. And they were shitting on Mark. He didn't for, say something on Bill's show that was so horrid he got canceled. He but was I just think a regular also guest. I remember the controversy because it wasn't that long ago. It's kind of like when Jimmy Fallon had Trump on. Like Bill didn't challenge him on anything. He almost just gave him a a platform to speak and be shitty, right? I think he did argue with him and okay. say he didn't. I, I think he likes anyone remember. who's like politically incorrect and you know would wouldn't yeah, be afraid yeah. to to. Okay, be, I do remember the interview, and I think most of the time Bill was like patting himself on the back for having him on. Right, like he's so yeah, like it's risky to mm, to have like all pe- people the people say shouldn't have you here, but I am. Like when Joe Rogan is always like, "Gotta hear every opinion." Yeah, or and then he just gets on like these. Dave Chappelle wackos. tells one of his jokes and then hits the microphone on his leg for half an hour and walks around in a circle and says, "I'm so bad." <laughs> yeah, smokes a ciggy. This next controversy, I can't believe he didn't get fired for. Bill was kind of doing. He was joking around, and he kind of drifted into, I guess, a slave character impression. And he said, "I'm a house n-word," which was. Crazy! I mean, crazy. It was like he just made a joke, but he didn't say n word. No, he's exactly. Thank you. He really said it. And um, HBO apologized. Bill Maher apologized. Bill Maher brought Ice Cube on the show to discuss it. That's that's, that's who cool. you have to go to for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and Ice Cube is like far off in conspiracy land now too. Yeah, like posting wild stuff on Twitter and stuff. And Bill. I, re- I remember like Ice Cube was sort of like people do have racism, you know, they don't even know it. And Bill was kind of like, no, I don't have any racism. I live on the line and I make jokes and I made a bad joke. Um, but I, he, he didn't get canceled for it. That and like Mel Gibson's anti-Semitic rants have got to be the two wildest things that people didn't have their careers ended for, I feel like. Yeah, yeah it's really weird. And like... Or Tom Cruise having a legion of slaves. <laughs> True. <laughs> or those pussy posse guys. Yeah, Leo. Yeah. Toby You think McGuire. they should be canceled? I think they were pretty horrible. Wasn't the magician... David Blaine? David Blaine. Was he one of them? Yep. Toby Maguire somehow. Lucas Haas. Lucas Haas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. E from Entourage. Wait, which one's E? The little guy, Kevin Connolly. Oh, he was in the Pussy Posse? Yeah, he's Leo's best friend. Ew, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for some reason, that's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so he played an Entourage, a movie star's best friend, and in real life, he's a big movie star's best friend. Yeah. Wow. So they were they were disrespectful they did some bad stuff there was like an article out a few years ago they were just giant creepy pigs to women and probably worse than that oh yeah like when they were growing up young in hollywood i don't know the details but yeah they they were jerks yeah sorry i know you're a big leo guy yeah he's a good actor he blew up on growing pains like he just took like that show was kind of dying and then they brought him in as, as this new character and then he blew up Kirk Cameron must have hated that. Well, he went crazy. <laughs> well, that's your point of view. In my opinion, he's finally starting to make some sense. <laughs> Bill was critical of the Me Too movement and described it as a McCarthy type thing. Okay, there we go. Mm. So he is probably, he probably has chauvinist values. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, you Dating may- all the way back from... 
avocado jungle women or whatever. Yeah, like just judging what his lifestyle seems like, it certainly seems kind of gross. Like he's 65 and dating these young Playboy models and whatever. Yeah, also if you're at the Playboy Mansion so much that you should be living there, you've seen some not cool shit. I agree. I mean, Hugh Hefner was one of our guys and man, did we learn some eye-opening awful shit. mm -hmm. So uh, the other main sort of issue... I would say, is, yeah, he definitely says problematic stuff about Islam, I would say. Bill uh, describes himself as a 9-11 liberal, essentially saying the events of 9-11 made him differ from mainstream liberals in that he thinks not all religions are alike, and it doesn't make you bigoted to criticize a particular religion, which for him is usually the Muslim world, I would say. And, like, I think I can understand his point in a way that there are places in the world that don't respect human rights or women's rights or gay trans rights, and we shouldn't pretend that's not the case. But I sort of feel like that's a political thing rather than a religious thing. Like if an authoritarian company, uh, country has like a fundamentalist version of a religion, that doesn't mean the religion is any better or worse than any other. No, there's think, fundamentalist Christians that torture, exactly. like ruin people's lives every day. Yeah, any extremism is, and they're taking bad. over the they were taking over the states recently. <laughs> Yeah, and I think he basically holds the belief that the Muslim religion itself leads to these problems, which you know I, I definitely def- would disagree with. Um, a Bill, few years ago, mm, Ben Affleck kind of took him down on that on his show. I remember yeah, that. that was good. And I think since then, he hasn't had anybody on who will say anything other than what he says. Interesting. There you go. Well, uh, for example, Bill has said that illiberal ideas found in Islam are not an extremist view held by a minority, but supported by a majority of citizens in Muslim countries. He was also against an Israel boycott in 2019 because he said that Israelis are white and Palestinians are brown, so people assume the Palestinians must be innocent and the Israelis must be wrong. He was against the United States accepting Syrian refugees. He thought the refugees might have non-American values uh, if they're coming from places governed by Sharia law. Um, so yeah, I don't know. As someone who's seen his show a bunch, I always cringe when, uh, Islam comes up. I think he's got a problem with it. Um, he does criticize all other religions too, though. He said Mormonism is ridiculous. He said, referred to the tenets of Judaism as insane. And he said, Buddhism quote, includes crazy whack shit like reincarnation. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he does go after them all. So Tom, you have told me many times um, about Bill's new YouTube show. So he ha- he does have a new project out right now. Yep. Tell us about that. Big fan of Club Random. His new it's a it's a hangout show. He he describes the origin of it as him being out at dinner or drinks with friends, and them saying to him. We hate how we uh, how everybody never gets to see this fun side of you because on your show you're so political, right. but in real life you're actually this really fun kind of party guy. So he has uh, guests over to his. I guess it's like a separate building on his property, and it's sort of a man cave. Yeah, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's got really like funky. Uh, comfy chairs they sit in and there's a bar there and uh cool lighting do you want to go there i'd kill 
And he's... I know Bella Thorne's been on. Yeah, I don't know who she is, but... <laughs> Chevy Chase has been on. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And Tom has showed me an episode, and it's, yeah, it's Bill and, like, Quentin Tarantino in this sort of rec room. Bill's, like, smoking weed. He's wasted. They're both... They're all... They're drinking. And I guess he's trying to do, like, a Joe Rogan kind of thing, but he's too high like it's really bad it's really funny yeah the concept is just that they're hanging the way they would hang normally so they have drinks and weed yeah uh bill drinks very expensive tequila with um stevia ginger ale zevia (laughs) yeah and uh yeah that episode in particular is my favorite one because bill gets so fucked up the Tarantino one? Yeah. And doesn't Can he like try to, he takes Tarantino's joint? Yes. Yeah. There's a point where he's like finished his own joint and is like, are you, are you finished with that? And he takes Tarantino's joint too. What does Tarantino say? He says he can have it. That's nice. Yeah. And it's funny too when you watch Club Random because Bill's like in his casual look. It's not the suit and the slick no. back hair. He's got like tiny little circular rim glasses very he's, funny he's more than once worn this t-shirt that's like has some kind of yoda joke on it <laughs> i don't remember what it is it might be like he's good one of his best friends is seth mcfarlane oh yeah so i think seth mcfarlane maybe designed a shirt or something imagine bill and seth mcfarlane out on la <laughs> so you recommend random club random if you want that cringe feel, which I know you don't. It hurts me. Then I would recommend it. The Tarantino one's really good. Tarantino's like, I find interesting because he loves films and is a great filmmaker. Yeah. And Bill like spends time doing a bunch of uh, Gone with the Wind impressions to him. You need to make a, a remake of Pizza Man. <laughs> <laughs> Where I get to blow people's brains out. And say the N-word all the time. <laughs> well, the clip I saw with Bella Thorne on, she was like lighting a pipe, I believe, to get high. And uh, I don't think she gave a fuck about being there or anything. And he's riffing these jokes, these not, I don't know, transgender jokes. And he's like, it's not like... Uh, you know, you go to a store and there's a, it's like, take a penny, leave a penny, you know, where it's like, take a penis, leave a penis, right? right. <laughs> and she's not laughing. And then he's just like, because the joke sucks shit. And then he's just like, literally like, what's good about it, like you're saying the cringe, is you get to see him stew in his terrible jokes that don't hit. Yeah, he does that a lot. And he just sits there going like, <laughs> no. He's like says to this guest, like, no, you don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so embarrassing. Like will, that, yeah. Sometimes that's too hard for me. I'm like, oh. I will say, I think because he thinks that she's like young and hot and she kind of doesn't like that joke. The next episode, I think he has Pierce Morgan on. Oh, who God. Starts, who starts being transphobic and Bill actually admonishes him. Oh, that's funny. I think he learned from like the young hot girl. Well, then may, there you go. Maybe <laughs> Club Random is actually we're watching... Bill like uh, yeah, Bill Maybe. like so. Bill could potentially growth. have really progressive views on the world if he just got enough hot girls to guide him in the right direction. Maybe his other show was called Real Time with Bill Maher, right? Yeah. So this is like so Club Random is actually like watch Bill learn in real time. 
That's what the the premise also, of it is. Imagine his session where he's like, "I want to do a YouTube show," and then it's like, "Okay, uh, let's come up with names." Um, I've got it, Club Random, <laughs> because it's going to be totally random. Yeah, like it sounds like a show that a tween girl would come up with for like after school pro- programming or something. Yeah, Club Random. <laughs> There's no cue cards. There's no teleprompter. <laughs> no laughs. It's just random. There's no laughs. There's no jokes. Take a penis, leave a penis. Okay. <laughs> what? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. You know, I have one other Bill memory. Tom, no? do, you, do you remember there was like an episode of Real Time with Bill Mark? Because they do tape it live. And it goes, you know, it's on TV right away. And there was some protester in the crowd and oh, yeah. Bill ran up into the crowd and grabbed him and like dragged him out of the studio. Remember that? He did? I remember this. Yeah. So he is brave and tough. Those are the pizza oh, man moves he learned. Yeah. I don't remember what the guy was protesting. It I might have been like protester. a protester. I don't remember Bill running I, up like that. I maybe think that's I remember your own it. fantasy. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just fantasizing that I I want Bill to be really <laughs> macho. Yeah, there's that other time too. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was around the time that real time with Bill Maher was Really big. Um, Bill Maher saved me from a burning building. (laughs) (laughs) Carried me down a ladder. I was on vacation with my family and we were watching Avocado. (laughs) (laughs) The place went up in flames and he ran in. Remember that? um, Said his name was Elmo Bunn. Remember that? A car lit on fire and Jay Leno didn't save me, but Bill Maher (laughs) definitely did. Remember that uh, music video for the Foo Fighters, My Hero? Isn't that crazy that was Bill Maher who kept running into the house to grab all the stuff? Isn't that crazy that every love song is about Bill Maher? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. You want to get the evilometer out? Let's evilometer I've never said that on the podcast ever. Hmm. All right, let's bring out the... Evilometer... Okay, so Tom, this is your first time inputting something into the evilometer. Oh yeah. We give this the topic a score from zero to ten. Ten is most evil, zero is the least evil. Yeah, I think we say zero is Urkel, ten is Hitler. Yeah. Okay. And uh, ish. That's the gauge. Ish. Okay. Yeah. Um we might learn things about Urkel that will make him not zero. We should do Urkel just to follow time. through on that. Yeah. He might not be zero. You never know. Mm. My thinking is, like we talked about with Morrissey, yeah. if it was a dinkalometer or a <laughs> dorkanometer yeah. or a douchey guy anometer, yeah. Bill would be really high. But evil, yeah. I don't think he's evil. I think he's just a bit of a D-bag. So because he's like maybe um, said some... Things that are legitimately shitty. Uh, I, I'll give him a 1.9. Oh. Yeah. Wow. No, wait. Yeah, 1.9. Because, I mean, I you know, sometimes we've had people who, like, murdered people and we give them a 4. Yeah. So, maybe, you know, it's not going to look good, that score on me. But I'm trying to be like, Hitler's sure. 10. Jeffrey Dahmer's a 9. Yeah, I'm giving him a 2. Yeah. Oh. Because he said irresponsible things throughout the decades like yeah. decades now he's he's had a mouthpiece where he he always does for some reason i don't know who loves him 
in the executive offices, but someone does. Yeah. So he's always had this mouthpiece that doesn't make sense to me or the rest of the world, as far as I can tell. And he says dumb, thing, irresponsible things and then like tries to double down on it. But I'm also giving him a two, <clears throat> which you're right, is a bit high for a non-murderer, non, mm. you know. No. S- but also like, uh, yeah, he's been racist. He's been uh, all everything. But yeah. like the thing is, is the cringe that I feel from him bumps him to it too as well. How he affects me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm saying too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Tom? Well, I've gotten a lot of joy from the man over the years. Yep. I guess if Chris is two and you're 1.9, I'll go 1.8. Okay. Wow. Nice. I love this. I this like how tight it is. score uh, grouping ever. Yeah, and two is not crazy for me. It's just how, uh, you know, he makes me so uncomfortable Yeah. that I don't want him to... Yeah, but you guys, yeah, I think we're all there, eh? He's really a horrible guy. Yeah, but but, th- <laughs> but there's no like recorded incidents of like he killed someone in a car accident, drunk driving or something. Or Look, I'll be fair too. Anyone listening to this ever, even if you're just dipping into this episode and you've never listened to any other evil men, no one on this podcast is super self-righteous either. If there's people out there that, you know... There's behaviors of mine, like my comedy or yeah. just mm. my face, anything that makes you cringe. You getting in fights, wearing boxer shorts and having a boner. Yeah. If the way I fight in the street at night <laughs> with uh, strangers bugs you. Yeah. And I'm cringe to you and you gave me a two on a scale of one to ten. Whatever. Have at Whatever. it. Whatever. I'm okay. I'll mm. go with it. Because it is weird when you have like someone like Bill Maher who's like... Yeah, he's not brutal. He's not a murderer. No, he he's doesn't just have a, a, you know, a rap sheet for weird stuff. Think mm-hmm. of everything he's uh, submitted those Playboy bunnies to, though. He submitted that's... them to himself, <laughs> which is awful. Which is, that's pretty evil. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, you have to that's crank true. this score up. Yeah, touch my penis, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna touch my penis in America. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, new rule. You and I are going to the bed. <laughs> new rule. You don't make a comment about it, my penis during all of this, okay? New rule. If my penis is too small, just don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm a small man in all stature. He has intimated on Club Random multiple times that he's got a big one. Of course he does. Yeah. He would never be the type to, to make a joke that he has a small penis. <laughs> he's totally the type of guy to make a joke that he has a massive penis. Chevy, I just got to say, you're I, you're the funniest guy. You're the king of comedy. I can't believe you came in to Club Random. I have a huge penis. <laughs> Do you have a huge penis, Chevy Chase? <laughs> one last thing about Club Random. He explained... Because he loves to have sex. Mm. And he explained to be a good lover is like to be a good basketball player. You need three things. You need passion. Mm-hmm. You need uh, moves. Uh-huh. And you need like to, basketball. And you need to be tall in the right place. Oh, my God. That sucks. That joke is mm. not funny. He wasn't he, joking. This is his actual... <laughs> theory on love me passion moves and yeah. be tall whoever says like i've joking. got a tall penis 
Yeah. I have a tall penis and I have moves. What the hell? Like, what are his Sounds moves? Sounds like the most basic thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> like, does he move his hips really, like, fluidly or something? Like, what is to, he talking about? To be a good lover, okay? You need to be like a pizza. <laughs> you need to be round. You need to be delicious. Covered <laughs> in to, cheese. Yeah, covered in cheese. And you need to have slices. <laughs> <laughs> this makes no sense. Yeah. Oh, God. You need to be delivered. <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if I arrive 30 minutes late, I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really fun. Tom, do you have anything to plug coming up or anything you want to shout out? Nope. You've got an album. Did we mention your album, too? Eh, don't worry about it. It's good. Well, I mean, it's great. Okay. And also, don't doesn't your album, didn't your album burn up the Spotify uh, plays? It did, yeah. Check out Tom's yeah. album called Tom Henry Kills. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on Apple. If you're in Canada, check out Tom Henry's Crave special on Crave. And follow Tom Henry on Instagram and I guess Twitter. The album is perfect for road trips. No, it's a great album. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, Tom. Thanks, guys. I hope I filled mike's shoes as best i could you did i didn't even notice that uh, you weren't mike <laughs> <laughs> well that was another oh mike if you listen to this one we miss you um but also it was fun very fun so i don't know <laughs> no, i'm just joking mike come back hey you guys did one without me did Absolutely. you miss me uh, we did miss you okay okay yeah well that was another great episode of this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network 